Ready, Freddy. You know what they're saying? You know that aren't they saying like there's like hey there's a lion? Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Three, two. What's good, everybody? I'm Nige Turner. And I'm Merk Nguyen. And we're super stoked to bring you our first episode of Adult-ish from YR Media. So how'd the show come about, Lomberg? Let the people know. Ooh, yes! Origin story time. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me get into character. Oh. Want to do it together, Nige? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm going to be the translator because you tend to get super weird with the intros. Super is right! Oh, here we go. In a world full of confusion and bad Wi-Fi, there was a dude from the Bay and an ultra-rad femme who was born on the planet of apples and rain. Yeah, so basically, I'm from Oakland, California, and she's from Seattle, Washington, but she recently moved to Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) All right, go ahead, Merck. These two born-to-be podcast heroes slash heroines came from humble beginnings. Yeah, so I hosted a podcast with the homies, and Merck was a radio reporter who's finna get into voice acting. How's that coming, by the way? Not very well. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Okay, continue. It was a treacherous journey for the daring duo to become the symbols of young adult life. So I don't know about Merck, but my classmate in bio class was applying for this host gig or whatever, and then he told me about it, and then I applied, and then I ended up kind of getting it. So, uh, yeah, my bad. Sorry, bro. Love you. Shady! And ever since the start of this episode, they've been helping citizens smoothly transition into adulthood. And that's the story of Merck and Nige, America's poppin' fresh podcast twosome! Twosome sounds hecka weird, but whether you're young or young at heart, you're gonna wanna listen to this show because we guaranteed you're always gonna learn something new. Or your money back. Merck, you know they don't pay money to listen to this, right? What? But y'all should just listen so we can get money, you feel me? Like, I'm so far in student load debt, dude, that collection agencies know me by my first name. And don't even get me started on my boy Uncle Sam. Well, that's okay. not even my boy All Uncle right. Sam, Our dude. point is, Nigel and I have problems, too. A lot of them come up for those of us who are trying to figure out the hashtag adulting game. Adulting ain't always easy. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. We feel you every day of our 22-year-old lives. So here's the dealio. We're going to have all sorts of young folks in the show who are walking this bumpy road with us. They're badasses in film, fashion, music, comedy. They're change makers in civil rights and sports. Basically, they're just a bunch of people we think you're gonna wanna chop it up with. You know, the good kind of basic. (laughs) We'll also talk to some less young adult people who have learned a lot of ish over the years through trial and error. And together, Mm. we're gonna figure out all our life ish. Yup, cause we're all in this Nope, 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 we're not doing this right now. Nige, you gotta admit, you were thinking it too. I'm really not, dude. This is the big leagues. You gotta get your your, your head in the game, Merc. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd love that one. Speaking of love, isn't that what this first episode is about? (laughs) Yes, this episode is all about love. We're gonna talk to Purcell Ascot, the star of Netflix show The Innocent, 
and he's gonna teach us a little bit of South London slang and how to be a good boyfriend. Or at least act like one. Nige, you better take some notes. Hey. Also, not to get distracted, but he's British and his last name's Ascot. That's so freaking posh, dude. <laughs> Getting back on track. <laughs> Later, we'll get one swipe closer to matching with that perfect person on Tinder when comedian Joel Kim Booster helps us reach our hashtag dating app goals. Yeah, because here's my piece of advice. If you want to catch anything, you gotta set a lot of traps. And I have them all out there. So let the lovely, lovish talk begin. <laughs> You're a mess. Yeah, that one is pretty excessive. So our first segment is called Mama, I Made It. And it's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Hey, I like that. Oh. <laughs> Nigel and I sit down and talk to someone who has, you know, made, made it. it. And our very first featured guest comes from across the pond over in the UK. But before we get into that, though, I got a question for you. Hit me. Do you remember your first love? My first love? I mean, I definitely do see we were dating, but I never really spoke to her in person. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was like 16. Well, I'm watching this show on Netflix called The Innocence, and one of the main characters' name is Harry, and he was, like, 16 and hashtag boyfriend goals, so... Okay, but does that really count, though? Because yeah. he's actually played by an actor who's 25, and, you know, he has a whole room full of writers behind him. Do you know how player I would have been if I had a room full of writers behind me my whole life? Well, he's a freaking dope actor. So, <laughs> anyway, Nige, from NPR West in L.A., we've got the man who plays this amazing boyfriend. Purcell Ascot is in the house. Welcome to Adult-ish. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Purcell is the creator of the hit YouTube. Oop, my voice cracked. Purcell is, the... oh. <laughs> Becoming a man. All right. Purcell is the creator of hit YouTube comedy network, Wall of Comedy. And as mentioned before, he's Harry, the leading role in Netflix's The Innocence. So, Mr. Purcell, uh -huh. <laughs> for folks who haven't seen this magnificent, marvelous show yet, can you give us the lowdown on what the show is about? Okay. Yeah, I'll give you my best brief uh, spiel about the show. But um, ultimately, The Innocence is a new Netflix show, and it's about... Harry and June, who run away from their repressive families in, in order to be together. And along the way of running away, they discover that June has the ability to shapeshift. You're with me, okay? And I will never, ever let you go. Okay, but June, I, I need you to look at me. Just listen to my voice. Yeah? This isn't forever. It's just for now. Also, uh, we find out later down the line that June's uh, mum also has the ability to shapeshift. Spoiler alert! But <laughs> we understand just, it's, it's, it's ultimately about searching for your identity. I'm definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> tripping out right now because so like so. earlier in the week, I binge, like I binge watched the whole show and then like now I'm hearing your voice. I'm like, oh shoot, like it's Harry. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really killed it too. Like that's what the whole time I was watching, I was like, this dude can really 
act though. It, like, it's funny. It's funny. Thank you, bro. Because it's it's when you said uh, you know he plays this sixteen year old character Harry Polk, but he's twenty five. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I was I was laughing to myself there, bro. I was just like, how am I? How am I still able to play you know sixteen seventeen year old characters? <laughs> you, you, you age know? very well. You age the opposite way. Thank you. I feel like I've got like this kind of Pharrell gene that I'm playing <laughs> on. You know, I feel like, <laughs> that, you know, especially for acting, it, it's working good. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you. That's what you want. So um, <laughs> clearly, you know how to be a good boyfriend, or at least act like one. Um, what else did uh, playing this role teach you about love? Ah, uh, bro, that's such a great question, man. I think like ultimately, uh, and I, I might get deep on this, but uh, ultimately, like love is so complex, and like I think love is is not just the f- it's not a feeling; it's it's the action. Do you know what I mean? That comes mm-hmm. with it. And I guess when you watch the series and you you're watching Harry and June's love, the biggest thing that we wanted to do to make this thing authentic was um to be truthful like love you can you sometimes you you wake up and you know you you're not, not you might not be feeling love but ultimately you have to still choose that you know you still have to perform that action also i played a 16 a 16 year old character where i have to strip you know my certain instincts because especially as you get older i feel like we lose our our purity and our vulnerability to certain things and when you when you take yourself back to that time when you first fell in love and i don't know like you i don't know you you see a message from the person that you like and they they message you you know we need to talk and and your heart's racing out your chest it's it's (laughs) that kind of feeling that we want to take people back to Mm -hmm. it's innocent and i definitely realized halfway through the show that it's a double entendre like the innocence, but also the innocence. Yeah, that uh, that's that, no one's actually picked up on that, you know, from from the interviews that we've been hey! doing so far. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> yeah, we were on the phone last night, and she pro- she pointed that out. I was like, "Ooh, that was a good catch." Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, hire me. <laughs> so you've had a diverse set of roles. And diversity in general in Hollywood has always been an issue. But Mm. what about across the pond? You know, do you think that the film industry is moving in the right direction in terms of diversity and representation? Or are a lot of roles still like hoodie number one and hoodie (laughs) number two? (laughs) Yeah, man, such a good question. Like, um, I think I think there's definitely change has has happened. I think that's evident in a lot of the, the stories that I've been told and a lot of the characters, especially for this character that I'm playing in The Innocence, what I liked about when I picked up the script was that it didn't identify to any particular race or, you know, it, the character wasn't written based on his, like, ethnicity and things like that. It was just Man. like, you can put this character in, you know, in any world and, you know, he could still be Harry Polk. But, yeah, across the pond, for me personally speaking, I feel like, you know, we, we have the same diversity issues and stuff for that. But for me and my friends, you know, you mentioned the wall of comedy, that that was the reason why we created that company is because we were birthed from a lack of opportunities. And if anything, sometimes you think to yourself, you know, there is a problem, but how do we create the solution to that problem, you know, and see what we can do from there? That's what threw me too, because I was watching the show and I didn't even think about this until after, but I was like, this is a real interracial couple and I didn't even think about this until the show yeah. was over. Like, you, it's no, yeah. they don't put like an emphasis like, oh, this is the big thing that's drawing all attention no, to them yeah, and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's a, it's an afterthought and I was like, well, that's, that's the first time an interracial couple has been like an afterthought to a show for me. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, because it's like, you know, with the characters and, and us being, you know, interracial, it's like, well, it's normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, it's not like it's like the main part of the conversation. It's just, right. it yeah. just is. And, and I feel like that's what 
should be reflected in, in other stories that people are telling. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't need an explanation. Yeah, yeah. All, all the work that you've done, you've done a lot, like with, with this producing and also acting, how do you manage to find balance to do all of these things? It sounds like you have a lot on your plate. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I don't think there's, um, I don't think I've probably found the balance, you know, if I'm completely mm. honest with you. But I feel like going back to my roots, man, like being, you know, first generation Zimbabwean, come to London already, you know, you, you have that conversation with your, your mum or your dad and they say to you, you know, son or, or you know, daughter, like you, you have to work twice as hard, you know. And I guess also it's your purpose, man. Like it's your why. Like and a, a big thing I've, I've always done and said to myself along the journey is how big is my why and why am I doing it and every time I kind of get lost on that journey I kind of go back to it and go I'm doing this because it's bigger than me you know well you seem very well on your way to you know being also a very humble actor who we have mad respect for by the way who's just so talented and you you know you're just very diverse with your roles speaking of diverse roles Uh could you please do an American accent for us um (laughs) (laughs) maybe describing describing a nice walk on the beach (laughs) this is your your reel for your next you guys put me on the spot there no look see what you're gonna do like producers might hear this and then that's it it'll be like no we're not casting him (laughs) you know like we heard his American accent he he ate he ain't good enough right now. <laughs> hit me up. I swear to you. Give me give me a couple more months, man. And I'll, I'll hit you guys up with American accent. I okay. promise. Oh, we'll, we'll hold, we'll you, hold to you to that then. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> can, you, can you guys do a London? Can you guys do a British accent? Um, well, sometimes I can try, but then it kind of turns into an, an Aussie accent. And then I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Thunder from Down Under. I mean, I can, I <laughs> yeah, can do it a little bit still, it. you know. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what's, like, what's, like, what's like, some key, like, what's some key words that I could just like put in there? That are just like, oh yeah, no, oh yeah. He's I mean, um, if you're if you're if you're telling a story and you're trying to get to that point quicker quicker to the point, basically in your story, you can say tutus na. Two, so two, two, two's two's nah. nah is basically like yeah it's almost like saying etc etc oh. so uh, two two's nah i went to the shop and i i got some milk two two's nah i two went to the nah. store and got some yeah two two's nah if you're trying to you know someone's good looking you might say peng 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 ting uh, yeah peng yeah <laughs> <laughs> the peng ting can like the ting you know you gotta replace that now you just gotta keep it peng oh now, it's just peng because i got boys yeah i got boys in london and they they taught me wrong they told me it was ping ting it depends from what part of London you are. The same okay. like in America. Like I guess there's different slang in like I'm from South London. Well, they're from South London too. It's, it's, but I'm gonna just tell them uh, my boy Harry from The Innocents told me that you guys are <laughs> trash. You guys are behind. Yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him to get me, man. I'm. Bro- I need to teach him some stuff. Right. Man. What's he saying? <laughs> Purcell, Purcell said, y'all, y'all not able to claim London no more. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do the outro in uh in my London accent. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go for I'll it, man. I'll try to. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> you got this. You got this, <laughs> Come on now. Come on, you got it. I believe in you, bro. <laughs> well, we definitely know that uh, he can play the boyfriend of your dreams and of your nightmares still. <laughs> he can make you laugh, but also feel the feels. Tutu nah. Purcell Escort, <laughs> thank you so very much for being here. Oh, thank you guys for having me, man. That was brilliant. <laughs> oh, you guys are dope, man. If you want to follow our boy Purcell, check him out on Insta and Twitter at Purcell Ascot. 
and watch The Innocents on Netflix. <laughs> Trust us, you'll binge the show into the morning, but it will be so worth it. Uh, merch? Priscilla's gone. You can stop now. <laughs> but for reals though, for someone with an English ass name, Nige with a Y, you have literally the worst English accent ever. Whatever, dude. It's really not that bad. But you know, like, Purcell follows me on Twitter now, so yeah, I mean. And for all of you out there listening, follow me on Twitter at Nigel T N Y G E L T. And follow me at Ultra Rad Uber Fad. You can spell it out because you're smart. But dang, look at you, Mr. No Big Deal. Yeah, you know, we even slid in each other's DMs a little bit. But, you know, now it's his turn to hit me up. Well, you're waiting for a homeboy to respond. I'm going to check my phone for... Oh. Oh, jeez. What's going on? <sighs> Nige, I got to tell you a story. Lay it on me. So, I got a friend on the dating app scene. You know, we all got at least one, right? Of course. Yeah, well, my friend is freaking amazing, beautiful, funny, the whole package, but just not getting much luck. So, basically, for everybody at home, I want to let you know, Merck has just joined I, a dating no, app. No, 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 no. That's not what and I, mean. I want to be the first to let you know that we're all proud of you <sighs> for, you know, getting oh. back out there, kiddo. It takes heart. Well, I'll be the first to let y'all know that Nige doesn't have his facts straight because a young girl is still going strong with her man. I love you, Samuel. Uh, yeah, my man, Samuel. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just feeling for my friend who's got all the ish, but I don't know, not getting much fish on the hook, you know? Yeah, well, thankfully we have the master of dating apps with us today. Joel, you there? Uh, yeah, I cannot believe I've just been introduced as the master of dating apps. I should have been <laughs> murdered several times over, um, but I am here. <laughs> From Los Angeles, we got Joel Kim Booster. He's an actor, comedian, writer. He's been featured on Conan, Comedy Central, and Netflix. Thanks for being on our show, <laughs> Master Joel. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I am so sorry in advance if I lead anyone astray with my terrible advice. <laughs> it's okay. You have to put it with my terrible puns along the way. So we're going to start off with a question that uh, many of us hashtag people of color get asked all the time. The no, where are you really from question. <laughs> Yes, I am from a southwest suburb of Chicago. Um, that's where I spent the first 18 years of my life. I was, however, adopted from South Korea. Real quick, what were your adopted parents like? So my adopted parents are very conservative, evangelical Christians. And that, and that's it. That's all I'll say. No, um, <laughs> they're great. Here's the thing. Uh, we struggled a lot when I was a kid, especially when I was an adolescent, as I was dealing with being gay and growing up in the church and trying to reconcile all of that. And um, on top mm. of all of that, you know, I was dealing with being an Asian kid in an all-white town, being homeschooled. And so it was rough because they eventually, they did send me to public school when I was 16 after literally a decade of begging every single year to go to school. And within, within a month of being at public school, I came out of the closet, drank for the first time, and smoked weed for the first time. So truly <laughs> everything hey. that they were ever worried about... Um, <laughs> Um, sending me to public school came true within just one October. So, <laughs> so um, rewinding a little bit, when did you learn that you weren't white? 
You know, being homeschooled and being in a very close-knit family, it wasn't something that I thought about a lot as a really little kid. And I remember we went to a family reunion in Alabama, right outside of Birmingham, Mm. when I was like seven or eight. Um, That was when it really hit me. Because I kind of expected going to the family reunion, and I was like, oh, like every family in our family has an Asian kid. Like that's just how the (laughs) makeup works, you know? Everyone's got one! white people. Exactly. I just thought that's how families were made in our family. Right. So... I haven't had much exposure to, you know, the, you said South part of Chicago, right? Uh, the Southwest suburbs, not the oh, South okay. side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, very oh. big difference. Very big difference. South, he did not say South side so, of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, when I think of that area, I don't think of it as a place that's a, a hot spot for Asians. Like places where I'm from, like Seattle, sure, but there, not so much. Is is that true? Like, I think the first time I met another Asian person my age was when I was like in the eighth grade at church. There were a lot of other eighth grade. Actually, there were a lot of other adoptees actually. But yeah, in even in my high school, I just remember like being in AP calculus and failing. And every time we would pair up to do something, like every girl in the class would be like, "I want Joel as my partner" because I was the only Asian person or one of the only Asian <laughs> people in the class. I and I would be like, bitch, you have chosen incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> this is, I felt like a, a full bait and switch um, because they soon realized that I was terrible, um, much worse than anybody else in the class. Amen to that. I, I can totally feel you on that. I actually did bad in math on like purpose because I didn't want people to be like, oh, let me partner with Merck, you know, because of grades and stuff. So, boom, there's my C in pre-calc. I did bad in math because... I was just dumb. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. So, now that we know more about our um, Master Supreme, uh, it's time to get down to business. So, this is a segment that we like to call Nige. Yeah, we just call it Nige, Joel. That's what we call the segment. (laughs) No! Psych! (laughs) We call the segment Goals. It's where we find an expert on a certain topic that will help us reach our hashtag goals. Great. I cannot wait to fail spectacularly at this. Um, <laughs> Good. So uh, some of these questions are ours. Some of these questions come from listeners. Shout out to my friend. So uh, you ready to rumble, Joel? Yes, let's do it. So the first question is, what dating sites would you recommend for, you know, basic things like not wanting to end up tied up in somebody's basement? <laughs> well, that's sort of a tough question because it's different for everybody um, and they're all sort of their own special hell. I know, (laughs) you know, Tinder is probably in terms of every community, the one that is sitting right there at the top. But it's interesting to me because I find that straight people use Tinder a little bit differently than gay people do. I know Mm. gay people really do go to Tinder to find a relationship and they are not there to Mm -hmm. hook up. They're like, give me the ring. I want it tomorrow. Um, (laughs) That is what they're doing. That is what they're using Tinder for. And from what I hear from all of my straight friends, Tinder is where they go to hook up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is like a little bit of a, a of a different experience depending on, on that. But I mean, I am on all of them, basically. I, I think I have like 17 <laughs> different dating apps on PSA, my phone right everybody. now. Um, 
Yeah, because here's my piece of advice. If you want to catch anything, you got to set the traps. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to set a <laughs> lot of traps. Of and I have them all out there. Um, what kind of rules should you put into play when you're making your bio? Like, what, what cards are you showing? The love my mama card? The, you know, tame on the streets, kinky in the sheets <laughs> card? I think the most important thing, um, because most of these these profiles, you don't have a lot of real estate to get down everything, um, is to list the things that you like, not the things that you don't like. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble listing with like preferences of like, ah, no fats, no femmes, no Asians, like Ugh. that kind of shit. It's like, why Ew. would you spend, you have 400 characters on this on this website and that's what you're using it for like it's not even like putting aside any of the sort of aggressive racism or or fat shaming or any of it it just doesn't seem like a practical use of space no hey joel on the flip side has anyone ever messaged you hey you're pretty cute for an asian guy oh constantly uh what do you Um, oh my gosh yeah what do you do when people say that uh, honestly, it depends on a lot of factors. It truly does depend on how hot they are and how horny I am. <laughs> it, if I'm like in some town in like Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I am so mm-hmm. horny and desperate, like sometimes I'm like, listen, this person lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, has seen seven Asian people in their entire life and does just not know how to act. Doesn't know. Uh, you gotta show them the ways. Just not seen the world. Exactly. I have to make some concessions, some personal concessions that I I wouldn't normally do. If some guy said that to me in New York, I would be like, okay, you should know better. <laughs> this. Yeah. I hear variations on it a lot, and I think people think they're being complimentary, but it doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day to realize that even, even if it's like in the affirmative, I am still just sort of um, an other to this person. I That's no fun. That's a real boner killer. <laughs> So you mentioned, you know, it's all about looks. You got to have the perfect profile picture. So what do you what do you show? Uh, what matters? Filters, friends, like I don't know, cats, like <clears throat> shoe size. I mean, definitely this this should be sort of a cliche piece of advice at this point, but no group pictures. Crap them out. I'm not here to play Where's Waldo. Because here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, it's scary. It's scary to reveal yourself. I don't always feel good about myself. I don't have a huge array of photos that I like when I, of myself that I look. You're handsome, but though. the thing is, is, I thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I was fishing for this whole time. Um, you got it. But the thing is, is, like, you just got to put out yourself like you're doing nobody favors especially yourself if you find some weird ass angle where you fully know that that is not what you look like you know (laughs) because i am not gonna lie i have left apartments if you do not look like what you are presenting i will leave and listen that sucks that sucks for me i don't like having to do that but it you know i can only imagine how shitty that must feel to somebody who's done that so don't set yourself up for failure (laughs) just find a picture that looks like you um, so when someone reaches out to you, you know, you match and you start talking with each other, what signs tell you that that person might be a promising partner or are you the one that makes the first move? Mm. I don't tend to make a lot of first moves on dating apps just because I get a little nervous sometimes, even though I know I'm gorgeous. Um, <laughs> from the conversation, for me, it's all about humor. If they get the bits that I'm running and there's a good sort of volley back and forth, then 
Yeah. I think the thing that you should be sort of internally aware of no matter what your situation is, how much work does this conversation feel like? Hmm. That, it, that, I think, is the clearest sign that this person can hang or not, is if you find yourself sort of like sitting in front of the phone, like, oh, God, like, oh, what should I ask next? Or, <laughs> you know, how can I turn this into uh, a what better conversation? Then that is an immediate sign. I mean, so maybe maybe they're just bad at texting i've met people like that but sometimes i feel like oh my god i'm i feel so boring talking to this person and i know i'm not a boring person (laughs) and if that's how this person is making me feel then that's an immediate red flag that we're probably not a match bye bye no that happens to me yeah exactly (laughs) that happens to me though sometimes i'm just like i have boring days people text me like oh hey naj and i'm like i'm sad today this is your this is what you're gonna get (laughs) (laughs) last scenario as you know, Merck disguised uh, oh, her, her recent on, joining of a date um, as her friend. She said, so let's say someone out there who already does all these amazing things so that they followed all of Joel's advice and they're still not finding that match out there. What's your advice to them? Mm, I mean, switch it up. The apps Mark. aren't for everybody. And that's, I mean, that's such shitty advice. But, like, I think, like, our generation, especially because we are so obsessed with our phones at, at all times, it seems like this should work for me because everything else, I get everything else from my phone, food, and, and uh, my banking is done on the phone, and mm. all of, you know, all your I, so I talk to my mom, all my Groupons, you know, like, I buy movie tickets, mm-hmm. you know, everything is done on my phone, so why shouldn't this work? You got to switch it up, like go to a bar. The only reason I go to birthday parties is to hopefully meet a friend of a friend there who I will connect with. So, you know, get out into the world and do that. But here's the thing is that you really do have to be able to live with yourself. And and that is the most important thing is just like be okay, be okay being lonely, like Mm. figure yourself out and figure out how you can be happy alone first and and then worry about everything else. Right. Because if yeah. you are waiting for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a them friend to f- complete your life and you think that is the thing that will make it all p- fall into place and you will finally find happiness. And it's not it. For me, this has been the, the happiest year, I think, of my life. It is because I have truly found so much joy in sitting alone in my apartment mm-hmm. and I think I'm I don't know I'm just better for it exactly oh god I hope that wasn't <laughs> just the saddest way to end <laughs> this Q&A <laughs> no, I definitely I mean at the end of the day dogs and cats make amazing pets mm-hmm. and they're great companions and some of us are just meant to spend our lives with them Exactly. And jerk off a shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here from the master of dating apps himself. Thank you so much, Joel, yeah. for being on the show today. Yeah, seriously, thank you for helping out my friend. You know who you are. Merc. Merc. Oh my, it's not me! <laughs> Everybody check Joe Set out on Comedy Central Presents and his comedy album called Model Minority. And show him some love by hitting him up on all the social medias at I Hate Joe Kim. And if you happen to find him on any dating apps, lucky you! Uh, I don't know. Don't be surprised if you get ghosted, though. Oof, ghosting. Don't even get me started on that. First of all, ghosting is oh, not humane. Oh my gosh, can we just ease into this next segment? <sighs> Fine. Hey, 
friends, we got a question for you. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody? Everything was going smooth, and then they said something you think was trash. You're like, that's whack. I don't vibe with that. Well, yeah, we do too, all the time. Yeah, but we still try to listen to the other side. So hello from the other side. <laughs> okay, Adele. No matter what, I'm still gonna hear you out, Merck. Aw, thanks, Nige. So this is a segment we're calling Agree to Disagree, where Nige and I do exactly that. And today's topic is how to tell someone you're not that into them. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good one. So somebody's like, hey, what's good, Merck? You looking good. I wanna see what's popping. And then you Whoa, like, what's popping? Well, these eggs poppin'? aren't popping right now. Um, that's not what I meant. But like, what, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I'm um, trying to like really get at you. What you doing? Okay, well, my first instinct would be, excuse me, I have a boyfriend because legit, I do. I love you, Samuel. Oh my God. But okay, I get, I get what you're trying to ask. <laughs> Depending on the person, I'll say it in a different way. But high key, I will be straight up honest with you and be like, yeah, I don't think we should talk anymore. Mm. What it seems like Just you you disagree bat. with that. Um, I do. Like I think okay, so if I'm talking to somebody and I'm kinda I'm not really feeling it and but I can tell they're really feeling it, I'm not a mean person. I'm a human being. So I'm gonna, you know, give them the whole human being runaround. Like, okay. I'm going to just start hanging back. I'm going to start hitting her with the, oh, yeah, sis this, sis that. Hardcore friend zoning. Yeah. Maybe she watches Netflix with subtitles, and I'm like, nah, I can't get hey, with that. So She probably <laughs> does, and she's a great person. You just wouldn't yeah, never whatever. know. She's a great person for somebody that's not me. Fair. Or I'll be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, it's this other girl that's kind of smooth. Like, so, so <laughs> like, what's up with her? Like, oh, put me on your homie. Like, a little, like, little stuff that's just like, I'm, in, I'm into somebody else. Okay, you're giving without saying it directly. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Uh, When you're a teacher, when you're in class, you you know you've had that teacher that's leaned over and tried to help you, and their breath was hot. You're not gonna you're not gonna look over and be like, "Hey, your breath stinks." Like, actually, yeah, no, I think I think I would. Someone's breathing Cheeto breath down my neck. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, dude, can you not please?" Because that really bothers me. But. It's kind of hard if you're going to just beat around the bush about it. It's like, okay, you get home. Your mom's going to be like, hey, Nige, why do you smell like hot Cheeto breath? Yeah, you're going to be like, oh. she's My mom's not going to do that because she's regular. And it may be 100%. Maybe you're not 100% sure if you have feelings for them. Maybe you're like, I don't know. It could turn into something, so I don't want to just slam the door. Like, what if I slam the door in this girl's face? She glows up, and then now I'm on here <laughs> looking sick on Instagram late night like, oh, man, if I would have never curved her back in the day. Like, no, you got to leave that door open. You got to be polite to any and everyone because that door might open again and be like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling this. I wasn't feeling this a year ago. Here's what but... I don't understand, though. <laughs> so what's good? Okay, so you're arguing for, like, two different things right now. Ghosting someone and also sugarcoating okay. the ending. So ghosting only comes into play if she's a freaking creeper. Like, if she's sending me 65,000 texts a day, I'm ghosting her. I'm, d- I'm out. Boom. She's done. But not everyone will understand it like you do. There are some people out there who need for you to be very specific and in, you know in what, you what you're trying people? to communicate with them. You ghost them. What? No, you don't. <laughs> How are they going to learn if you ghost them? They're going Why to do, continue that I, same pattern with other people. Like, that's a personal problem. They need to learn that on their own. Okay, so you're talking to somebody on Twitter. Somebody's like, hey, what's up? Like, you're pretty cute, blah, blah, And then all of a sudden, like, they pop up and they're like, oh, like, I want to eat your toe jam. What are you doing? Ooh, 
Well, my toe jam is pretty good, but uh, <laughs> not that I know from experience. Okay, I do. I had this like. Weird I should have picked something that like... you weren't into. Um, okay. So, no. like, <laughs> but what if they? What if they really pop out? Like, yo, I want to save your toe jam and frame it and hang it up above uh, my fireplace. What do you do? That w- that'd be kind of an honor, but I agree <laughs> oh with you God. in that if someone is like harassing you then there comes a point where you stop so you would no you're right there you're right there you're right there Therefore, no no hear me out hear me you out no longer talk to someone ever again you are say it no <laughs> oh so merc why do you feel like other people aren't like you in the world because people People don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but by ghosting them, you're hurting them more long term. So either way, you're going to do damage. I'll admit that. I mean, sucks. some people, the the problem I see with that is a lot of people just want a reaction. So they just say stuff off top that's crazy and out of the box to get you to react. But if you don't react, then nothing happens. Drake once said, you know, a wise man once said nothing at all. <laughs> so you don't respond to it. Like, so if somebody jumps in talking about, oh, I want to wear your skin, Nigel. I'm not responding to that because if I respond, they're like, oh, I got him. Like, he's on the hook. I'm about to really just run with this. I'll give you that point. <laughs> but, okay, I'll give you that. Perfect. But, <laughs> I give you that but. That <laughs> Good booty credit. Who are you giving a butt, Mark? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of butts, Samuel looks super cute with his swim trunks yesterday. Oh <laughs> Has someone ever told you that they're not into you? Uh, oh, gosh. You can bring out the feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what he did? He tried sugarcoating this stuff, and it broke my heart for a long time. I, mm-hmm. I struggled with liking this one person for, like, three years. And every single time they would lead me on because it's like they'd be in— I thought they were into me, mm-hmm. but because that person was not direct. And actually, okay, the person did say, like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work, but they still hung around me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, this person still clearly likes me in some aspect, right? Like, that's, like, why I—part of the reason why I changed college campuses. Mm. But I wish that person had said, look, I don't like you like that. It is never going to be like that. I'm going to stop talking to you so you can get that message. It would hurt. I'd be like, WTF? I mean, like, ultimately what happened between that was, like, I took action, I left, and I— I don't know, like, I still talk with that person and stuff. Okay, I just, taking, taking this off of you. What if you still want a relationship with a person? I think in in that case, though, honestly, like the best thing is to not is to stop talking to that person to not have them in your life anymore. Uh, oh, my gosh. I guess I'm going to have to let you win this segment only because of that sob story that you that's literally cheating. You can't even do that. You just swayed the whole audience on an emotional pool. I, I was not expecting that. When you jumped to it, I was like, ah, Dude, I didn't even know. I was legit about to cry. I'm I'm bringing Whatever. up my breakups later on. Good job, Mark. Thank you. That's how you hashtag new win. Hashtag new winner. <laughs> hashtag anic joke. Bye. Hashtag bye. All right, Merc, we've talked about lots of lovely adultish stuff today. At least the PG-13 lovely adultish stuff. Winky face. Gross! <laughs> anyway, thank you guys all for listening to Adultish from YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation. Woo! 
And now, let's give props to everybody who helped make this episode happen. Big shout out to my brother from another mother, Nige Turn Up Turner, <laughs> our senior producer, Davey Get Down With It Kim, and of course, my co host, Merck <laughs> Long Island Nguyen, who should probably chill off drinking them drinks for the rest of her life. <laughs> That was that one time, okay, dude? <laughs> we also want to send our love to EP Rebecca Martin and Jackson Musker for our outside editorial assistant. And X's and O's to our audio engineer, Gonady Joe Johnson and Carrie Campbell for making us sound flawless. And DJ Clay Xavier and DJ Brigado for them beats. Y'all can take a peek at our sick, thick site at yradultish.com. You can also like a roo our page on Facebook at facebook.com backslash yradultish. Also, if there's anything you want to hear Nige and I agree to disagree on or have guests you want to hear on our show, slide into our Twitter and Insta DMs at yradultish. And make sure to tell the homies and the homieettes to subscribe to the show. Last but not least, leave us some dope reviews. If you do, I just volunteered Nye to tweet you a lovely haiku of gratitude. <laughs> and plus, Psych. it'll give us warm fuzzies. Uh, it'll give Merc warm fuzzies. But yeah, <laughs> I do got some mean haikus, so let's get it. We also get that this episode was a little dude heavy, but don't worry, friends. We got an all-woman featurette in our next episode when we talk about her ish. Here's a little preview. Issues that could be going on. Wait, if you have a pop smear, you would know you've had a pop smear, yes. right? Yeah. Like, you'd be like, it'd be a pop smear. Yeah. It's not just like a check. It's like, no, it's okay, like, you like, know. Uh, what? Am I still invited to this episode? Uh, hell yeah, you are. We're going to get smearious with some <laughs> major vagina talk. You just don't stop, do you, Merck? <laughs> nope, my chill button is non-existent. Well, if there's anything that you guys took away from today, we hope it's that you remember at the end of the day, loving yourself and others is the hashtag ultimate goal. Word up. Nigel and I, for real, from the bottom of our hearts, are super, super grateful that you're listening to this show. Man, thank you guys so much for listening. We out this thing. Deuces. One last thing. This is a, a present that I really, really wanted to give you before you left. It's it's oh my God. it's a yes, musical freestyle. I... <laughs> okay, are you ready? Hit me. Okay, I'm gonna go for my own beat. How are you gonna give your own beat? Seven, eight. JKB, you know how it be. Don't mistake him for a homeboy, Bruce Lee. He says he's the hottest Asian on the block. It's because he got a really big. Do it'll do. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Booster Boy come for you? JK, he's pretty selective, but enough with this nonsense. Let's get into his life perspective. Uh, <laughs> I need that to play as I come up to every stage. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. Oh my god.